All right. So first off, thanks for taking the time to talk. I know it's early, but I appreciate it. So thank you. your background in development, let's, let's dive right into that. Did you have game development background prior to making this game or no? It just was kind of something you wanted to do and you started exploring it. Uh, I actually went to college at the now uh, non-existent uh, Illinois Institute of Art in Chicago. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so I was doing game art and design. So mostly like the art side of things. Mm -hmm. I've always been, since a kid, always been doing like draw cartoons, Mega Man stuff, you know. Yeah. When I was in school, mm -hmm. uh, we did like programming and stuff like that too, mainly with Unity. So that's more and more comfortable with doing it. Unity development, uh, C Sharp. Okay. And, you know, I did a few projects here and there mm -hmm. uh, with people or helped out with some stuff, but, you know, some things that didn't ever come out or come to, you know, mm. come to fruition. Um, I did some modeling for, I think it was, I can't even remember the name of the game, but it was some iOS game. Okay. That was like when uh, those infinite runners were popular. Oh, I got you, all right. Yeah, so as far as background, you know, putting out my own, my own like full game, mm. uh, this, this is the, this is like the first run. Okay, and you've been working on it for about like a year and a half now or so, or? Uh, I started right around the time when the pandemic hit. Okay. So 2020. Gotcha. I actually had free time, mm -hmm. you know, like everybody else. Uh, so I started uh, jumping back into doing stuff that I liked, yeah. 3D modeling, animation. And then just one day I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just making a game. <laughs> I might as well. Yeah. And so the idea for Soul Diver, it's a really cool looking concept. You know, it kind of has, to me, it gives off this like almost 90s anime style meets like RPG. So kind of talk to me <clears throat> about where that idea came from and just how it's evolved since you started developing. This is like probably the most backwards thing mm -hmm. as far as just from the traditional way of how I do things or how anybody probably does things where they have like some sort of story concept right off the get go. Mm -hmm. And then they jump into, you know, developing later. I started making this game with the main character, Serafina. Mm -hmm. I had an idea. I don't I think I was just watching some sci-fi documentaries on Netflix or something and was just thinking about androids and how, like, what if they were so evolved that they actually had some sort of soul or sentience, you know, to them. Yeah. So I developed this character and from there, everything just kind of starts evolving story-wise. Yeah. Um, I was just really working on mechanics at first doing like, you know, the basic mm -hmm. locomotions, you know, walks. And then I was kind of at first thinking, I'm going to make a, uh, like a, I want to make like an Android cyberpunk kind of, you know, type game. Mm -hmm. But then I was just like thinking about it. I was like, nah, you know, like the world's kind of depressing right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I don't, and we're kind of headed that way. Yeah. So I really uh, wanted to flip that. Okay. And I started looking into uh, solar park. Mm -hmm. So the whole concept of like the opposite, basically, of, of a cyberpunk future where people are actually using their technology, working with nature, yeah. basically to preserve it. Um, so I started looking into that and, you know, developing like really bright environmental scenery. Okay. I've always been a big fan of Journey. That was like one of my favorite, one of my favorite games for sure. Mm -hmm. 
and just the environments and how the music and everything kind of pulled the story. Yeah. That's kind of the direction where I was going with uh, with it. Okay. And everything was kind of from there. It's like you know, okay, I got this little bit of an idea and I'm working on stuff, and then oh, you know what? This would actually be cool. Let's let's tie in the cyberpunk element, but we're gonna have it so you have these two different ideologies going on on one planet. Mm -hmm. So the planet is actually tidally locked and it fits into that whole aspect where you have one side facing the sun yeah. where you have your solar punk elements where the people have learned to harness like the solar energy and and uh, work with nature to preserve the planet mm -hmm. and then you have the other side that's basically like corporate you know corporate dark <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah okay yeah 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 so with this game you know you'd mentioned you kind of started with the characters and stuff is the story is that kind of still is it something that's evolving slowly is it something that you kind of don't quite have in mind yet walk me through that one really quick yeah so um when yeah like i like i started out and i was like really de you know developing the character mm. and initially like it was just gonna be like one character telling you know telling her story mm. in this you know fantastic environments and all that stuff but uh, as it evolved, you know, I started coming up with more ideas mm. uh, as far as to how to bring in those different elements uh, from like the the cyberpunk side, and you know how how that corporate is gonna—they're the ones creating these like androids—and decided that hey, we want to weaponize them because mm. you know that kind of how how they work yeah, that yeah. Kind of aspect would work you know yep. so um i started working with a writer mm -hmm. okay that's you who's actually helping me uh get you know get things all together especially with uh, a lot of conversational pieces mm -hmm. because that's something that with this type of story that i want to tell is that it's going to be like more of a like story driven more emotional like aspects between these characters as they go on so there are still some parts that are being fleshed out yeah. uh, for sure uh, but the kind of like core concepts uh, for the most part are, are there. Yeah. Things may, you know, change here and there a little bit, but. Is this game, is it a true RPG where it's fully open world? Is it semi-open world? Kind of what have you decided yet that, that yet? What's kind of the vision with that aspect of this game? I didn't want to go full on open world mm -hmm. just yet. Yeah. It'd be kind of, a, kind of a lot for now. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm more like kind of giving it like a, like that semi open world feel where you know it's going to have a little bit more uh linear aspects to it but the illusion of uh being larger scale yeah because you're being you're scale. solo right now correct you don't have correct okay yeah it's, yeah it's just me um doing like basically all the programming all the characters uh artwork so it's you everything. you have your writer and then do you have like a musician on board with you or no yeah you do okay. yeah i do have uh i do have uh a composer ricardo okay who's been uh, awesome he was literally the first person that i brought in mm. i guess we we met up on instagram i think okay <laughs> so uh yeah he was he was just seeing some like early animation stuff that i was just kind of screwing around with yeah. and posted on there uh, and he was just commenting on it mm. he wasn't really you know, pushing anything about him being a musician or anything. Yeah. We just hit it off and then started DMing and yeah, now he's like my, he's like my bud. So yeah. <laughs> That's the cool, cool thing. There's a lot of really great composers out there. You'd be, it, people would be surprised. So it's, it's a really interesting part of the, of the development. Mm -hmm. With this game, you know, you'd mentioned, I'm assuming it's made in Unity, right? Yeah. Okay. So with, you know, you'd mentioned you'd done some stuff here and there with development. You'd 
done some things for mobile and you said you worked in blender things like that so when you started making a full-scale game there's a lot of different little pieces that have to come together for that there's a lot of layers to creating especially even if it's not a fully open world game it's it, mm -hmm. there's still a lot of levels to bring that all together what was something that you had to really kind of wrap your head around and, and jump in on it and kind of learn that it surprised you as being more difficult than you anticipated yeah i think for me like most most of my most of the stuff that i've done in the past um you know it's, it's been like three modeling uh animations uh that was kind of like more of the focal point yeah when i started this i actually like i hadn't done any like any artistic things mm. in forever okay uh you know got stuck into just life and mm. yeah working you know working a retail job so like that was like <laughs> that was that was my thing yeah. you know um, and then, so I, I was actually learning, relearning a lot of things. Okay. Um, you know, diving back into C, you know, C sharp, yeah. um, you know, coding VFX, mm. I think is, was, was something that was a little bit more challenging mm. just in the aspect that I hadn't really done it yeah. as much. I think for me, I think just like overcoming mm. the potential burnout yeah. that can happen. That was, uh, one of the things, but I, I found myself kind of made like a little system mm -hmm since I'm doing it all this by myself where I would, I would take time and focus on art aspects. Mm -hmm. So like designing characters where I'm just like doing, you know, character designs, that sort of thing. Yeah. And then like another, another day I'll, you know, jump into coding something mm -hmm. and then, or modeling and just kind of like cycle through that. So I'm not stuck on one thing the whole time where I'm just going to be like, Oh my God, I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> no, that makes sense. So for the world and the game itself, you're still building it obviously but kind of talk to me about the different things that are already integrated into it at this point as far as the world right now i've i've got there's three major environments mm. uh that kind of make up this planet yeah where well, technically we can say like four maybe um one side is going to be just like bombarded with the sun mm. so total desert aspect where I started thinking about, you know, what kind of creatures and things are going to be living, you know, have evolved and, and, you know, live in this area, like a lot of crustacean type, almost like cockroach, I guess, is because they can survive that kind of environment, you know? Yeah. So like just a lot of things that like I kind of think about and just combine things. Mm. Um, and that's where I actually um, got inspirational with Journey mm. for the sand shader that i that i created okay. uh, for it which it still needs a little little tweaks I'm, I'm finding but you know it's 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 coming along pretty good um and then as you move further into the planet that's where it's going to become more of a more lush environment a lot of a lot of trees okay building the buildings with like incorporated trees and, and and uh different like nature aspects into it yeah almost like uh i guess like think of like something that's like post you know the post-apocalyptic where they always have like the skeleton of a building and then there's trees overgrowing it i was gonna say forbidden west style kind of thing yeah okay. instead of like the instead of like the skeletal buildings mm. they're actually like like used yeah like people are living in them mm. and they just have like trees growing in them like rooftop okay you know kind of aspects and then on the far side uh well it, there's an in-between area so right now i just got like the code names mm. for like these different areas yeah so there's the salt side, which is going to be the, the heavy sun side, uh, the in-between area is going to be like a twilight where it's going to be like, 
your if you're familiar with D, that's mm. one of my big things uh, the fey wild so that constant like sunset okay um, so you're gonna have a different environmental aspect there uh and, and then on the far side is going to be a nox which is going to be in the complete darkness and that that's going to be like more cyberpunk maybe for like frostpunk mm. too i would say because there's it's going to be a lot more ice snow areas and that with like big neon lights and everything and like the cities that they've created so more industrial but like corporate okay corporately. you know when you're building these worlds out and i'm not sure how how much each of them is built out at this point but what and from an environmental design standpoint what was kind of the hardest element to bring to life was it kind of the ai behind the animals you mentioned the cockroach kind of creatures that are within the game is it bring forests to life which is notoriously kind of difficult to create that like level of like randomness almost because you don't want to make it look too procedurally generated or anything like that or, or i've heard you know ice can be very difficult because you want to make it you have to play the lighting on it just right so kind of for you what was a very difficult aspect of of the environmental design yeah coming up with the like the the shader design mm. i like to learn a lot of stuff as i'm going yeah. too if i don't know how to do it um i mean there's an easy way like to make to make shaders mm. um you know you can use like the shader graph in in uh in unity yeah but you know i i was i really wanted to learn how to hard code mm -hmm. shaders too um so that was like kind of like a thing for me that was you know just just uh, a little bit difficult um to get like some of the lighting right and that's like kind of like what i'd mentioned with like with my sit with the sand shader you know some of the lighting you know aspects yeah. don't necessarily always work out as well mm -hmm. like you turn the camera and it'll just like the <laughs> it'll just get a little bright and you're like oh, okay well i still gotta tweak that yeah. but uh that and like learning how to just like try to really you know bring that sense of realism mm -hmm. um like with the the snow uh aspects that i've been playing around with and just adding like snow trails in for like when the characters are walking around yeah uh you know that was something that i had to really think about and how i was going to actually create that to make mm -hmm. it to make it work so because it's interesting because developers nowadays there's so many assets available you know you can buy asset packs for shaders things like that you can even buy like world packs where you can buy it in different parts of your environments it's always interesting because you want to know does the developer want to build it from the ground up themselves or do they just want to go buy it there isn't necessarily like a negative to either but there's a sense of kind of what the developer wants to do with their game when they choose one over mm -hmm. the other so i guess that's less of a question and more of just like a comment but that's kind of where that that question comes from in a way there's like um you know i have uh i have some assets that i've you know purchased yeah i mean every uh, that, you know that i play around with yeah. and then you know tweak them to the way i want mm -hmm. and then eventually a lot of like you know some things i'll get like okay i need something for right mm -hmm. now it's just placeholder stuff until yeah i mean in, in today's world like it doesn't make sense not to utilize some of the stuff that's out there you know Oh, yeah. Because there's so much that you can use. I mean, if somebody told me it's easier than ever to make a game, which makes it harder than ever to make a game. And, and I always love that one. <laughs> it's so true. With Yeah, you start to you start to see uh, like when you're when you're developing a game and you see some of these resources mm -hmm. uh, available, like um, Mixamo. Yeah. Uh, you know, like the an the animations. And, um, I'll just be like cruising on Twitter mm -hmm. or whatever. And like, you know, seeing all the other uh, indie games. And I'm like, hey, I know that. Yep. I've seen, I, I've seen that an, that animation before, so it's like 
It's like, yeah, I mean, just, and then no. and then scope creep becomes a problem because then you're like, hey, I could put that in my game. I could do that. And then all of a sudden, all this stuff starts coming in. And then a few months yeah. later, you're like, shit, that that wasn't supposed to happen. Where did the idea for the uh, for the main character come from? You know, you were mentioning that was kind of the first place you started. So walk me through that one. This is where things are going to get weird. Okay, I, weird, whatever. Uh, so, so okay. So the story about Serafina and mm -hmm. I, I had uh, I had made a TikTok video about this like I don't know a long time ago. Mm -hmm. uh, and so when I was probably like I don't know nineteen, early twenties, mm -hmm. something like that, and. I want to go into like the super detail of like, I guess of the story, but there was some crazy stuff going on uh, at that particular time uh, with, you know, with me and like Cooper friends and some other stuff. Okay. And then I had, I had this like crazy spiritual type of um, incident where like I uh, basically interacted with my guardian angel i guess like i said this is like where it's weird it's like i'm not i've never been like super super um heavily religious mm. or anything like that but um yeah it was just like a weird incident that occurred during this whatever you know event in my life mm. and it was it always kind of just stuck with me and the name uh sarah well, was was the the name that I got. So flash forward to creating Serafina, mm -hmm. who's the main character. Yeah. Or sometime around that, like when I started creating her, because I didn't really have like at first didn't have the, have the name uh, Serafina. I just kind of, you know, had an idea mm -hmm. of what she was going to be like. And uh, my wife was like really into like, you know, metaphysical stuff like crystals and, you know, things like that. Yeah. And we'd go out and, shop or whatever and i found uh that there was a stone called seraphonite mm, okay so and I, th I was just like oh that's kind of cool and it has like these like angel wings on it mm. and stuff and i was like okay that's that's a little weird and then i every everywhere we were going the name sarah kind of like kept popping up and i was like okay that's it <laughs> <laughs> so like that's kind of like the name um the whole design aspect of her with like the kind of like rabbit ear type thing yeah her whole mm. story is is she loses her memories mm. like her memories get corrupted so like she when you're when you're playing the game like she has no idea who's like really who she was okay. prior to um so you're kind of finding that out together with you know as a player and you know as she's like finding it out and she has uh her AI uh, companion Gabriel, who is uh, basically built into her her uh, chassis. Okay. So like he, there's like a relationship where he's giving her information from what he can kind of gather. Okay. Uh, about her, so you're just everything starts to kind of you know just evolve from there. I don't, it's it's funny. Like I kind of was just like screwing around with her like costume design. Mm. Um, it's, it's changed a few times. And then one of my friends told me that she kind of looks like a, like a K-pop star. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I, did, I guess I, was saying, I, I did kind of get that vibe, but <laughs> I was like, you know what? I, maybe I must've been channeling that. I don't know. I just, I was just kind of messing around with different, uh, different ideas, yeah. um, pulling in some, you know, mesh designs mm. and stuff like that. So, and then it just kind of, yeah, there had to be, <laughs> there had to be a level of inspiration though, from anime or something along that line though. Correct. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, biggest anime things for me, mm. like when I was, it's kind of funny I guess, because like when I was in middle school when my brother, my older brother showed me Akira for the first time. Okay. <laughs> so I was still pretty young and I'm like, Oh, what? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy. Uh, that's funny. And uh, so, yeah, like a lot of a lot of that early, early anime stuff. Mm. So like Akira, uh, like even stuff like Blame. Okay. Uh, Appleseed. A lot of that sci-fi anime that apparently doesn't exist that much anymore. <laughs> like I'm not seeing it anywhere. <laughs> um, so th- those are like some, you know, big inspirations, Gundam, Robotech, that sort of stuff too. The question that actually that I forgot and I remember it, and I know this kind of breaks the flow of where we're going, but circling back to the environment design mm-hmm. do you have any anticipation of bringing in like a day and night cycle yeah that's the interesting thing about uh tightly locked planets uh, if i'm going to bring in a day and night cycle mm-hmm. it's actually going to be more of a lunar cycle because the sun is going to be constantly yeah, locked yeah, yeah. planet to one side where the the moon would still be able to have you thought about do- is yeah. that something you want to do in this game i'm thinking that would add a cool element to it yeah uh, especially when you visit into uh into that region it'll it'll definitely give some nice element to really like you know different cool like lighting effects and stuff like that too so yeah because with a lot of games there is a day and night cycle and some of them don't even need it and it's just kind of an aesthetic to the game a lunar cycle i'm sure there are some games that have it but off the top of my head i can't think of any so it would definitely be a very unique thing to bring into the game that'd be very cool i don't know i'm kind of doing a lot of different things Mm -hmm. i've realized um or like experimenting, you know, trying out different things where, yeah, I'm creating into, you know, like a Japanese style, like RPG mm-hmm. type of game with a lot of like action RPG elements taking different directions. And, and um, Dead Space was like, was one of top one of my favorites. Yep. Um, and I really like the immersive feel that they made with creating a character, uh, like the, your health bar and everything. Mm-hmm incorporated into the model so that was yeah that was one of the things that i is um, is that something that's incorporated to your character yeah Yeah. so the whole the whole idea with gabriel and the ai is Mm -hmm. that he's basically a character but he's your your he's everything he's your heads up display he's your inventory system and everything like that okay so i started developing like a like a almost like you're talking to siri Mm. type of thing i was gonna say like cortona and master chief kind of deal but yeah yeah so like she'll talk to him they'll banter back and forth Mm. you know he's a little bit more more direct yeah where she's you know a little bit more playful type of aspect so her like in her like kind of like persona i i took inspiration from Rooney kenshin if you uh remember that anime or samurai x um okay where he's kind of like he has like these two sides where he's super serious fighter Mm -hmm. but then he's also like goofy you know like, yeah, yeah. like plays like the kind of like goofy role as well so mm-hmm. i always kind of enjoyed that kind of duality with the with the character so is this game walk me through kind of the combat element of this game you know i know you're still kind of early in development at this point but kind of is it going to be like sword combat are you going to have mixed combat where you can have long range versus sword combat is what are the enemies going to look like kind of walk me through that whole element with this i actually have a lot of swords long range weapons Mm. uh there's an archer named mesa her weapon is actually a combination weapon that or transformation weapon that i uh came up with Mm. where it actually switches it's animated so that it turns into a sword and back into um, back into uh, a bow. Okay. So she's kind of got uh, two different, you know, two different fighting styles mm. uh, in that regard. A lot of inspiration 
um, for different ideas and stuff and how like I've created these like character classes, if you will. Mm. I'm not, you know, not gonna lie, you know, D and D. I play D and D. Inspiration comes from. Yep. All right. Yeah, I play D and D weekly. Uh, you know, with my group, and mm. I got it. I got an app on my phone mm. that I can. I'm like making characters and doing different ideas and just multi-classing different things. And I'm like, yeah. all right, I'm gonna play this this character in a one shot and see how it works. And then a lot of times they turn out to be really fun. So then I'm like, okay, I want to use those kind of elements mm. into the game. Um, there are guns. One of the characters, Lily, she's got these gigantic robot arms mm. and she's like this little school girl, <laughs> which I thought was just kind of a cool, uh, cool concept. Yeah. And her, uh, her giant robot arms actually just have, it's like a Swiss army knife. So there's just guns and guns and swords and like everything. Okay. <laughs> just they're packed into it, like different pieces open up, yep. you know, and there's like cannons and stuff coming out of it. That's awesome. Uh, there's a uh, hand to hand fighting, uh, you know, characters. So I, I kind of want to, you know, I'm doing a lot of different uh, elements with magic, you know, uh, in this world as well. Okay. That's got to be difficult to integrate all that into one world because they all react differently to the environment. I mean, <laughs> especially I've heard bullets are notoriously hard to, to make realistic, especially with the hit comp with the, the hit effects and timing and, and all of that sort of thing. That's got to be difficult to develop though. Is there a strategy to try to like minimize that or is it just try, you're just trying to get the biggest effect with every single aspect of combat? Yeah. I mean, like I'm still, you know, like with a lot of the gunplay mm -hmm. type stuff, that's something that I'm still, you know, working on. Yeah. Uh, and with that aspect, I mean, with, with like Mesa, like the archery system mm. um, to make it more realistic uh, to a degree, even though this is like a, you know, sci-fi anime, you know, not realistic at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, was that, you know, making it so that when she would shoot like different, like the different arrows that they actually like stick into whatever they hit. Okay. You know, adding, adding a, like a collider onto uh, the front end. Gotcha. And a lot of, you know, there's a lot of just, you know, trickery. Mm hmm. <laughs> with how with how things work um in that regard so since it's an rpg yeah. are you trying to integrate like a leveling system you'd mentioned an inventory system so is there like mm -hmm. crafting in the game that you want to integrate like where is where are those things at so with um with crafting that was something that like you know kind of on the almost like on the fence about mm -hmm. if i want to you know, integrate that kind of aspect to it i think i had asked up on like Twitter or my Patreon or something mm. about, you know, if that's like a very important element to, you know, your experience in the game. Um, a lot of people were just saying like, they're, they're not important, but they're just fun little things mm. to do. So um, I am going to add animals. Yeah. I'm going to add like my cat and my dog in it mm -hmm. as little Easter eggs. Okay. Uh, I've told my discord about that. Because <laughs> I talk about talk about them a lot, yeah. so so that'll be fun, and you'll be able to pet the dogs and cats. Sure, it's a must. But uh, yeah, as, as far as like crafting, I I don't think I if I'm gonna do it, I'm not gonna do it in like a traditional sense where you're just gonna be out in a field somewhere and you're like just like yeah. you know grinding out to like find all these like pieces and things like that. Mm -hmm. I would think it would maybe lean more towards like if you have these like different like components or whatever you give them to more like uh, more like upgrades rather than full-on crafting basically yeah okay. like upgrades or like you have to go see 
you know, this particular person and they can, you know, you give those pieces to them and then you can kind of, you know, have it be crafted in that, in that regard, maybe. So if crafting is less of a, a integral element to this game, can I ask what the, in what the main drive factor behind the inventory system is then? The inventory system. Is it is like health be, and stuff? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, you're going to have like your health, your health items, um, you know, uh, replenishment for your, your magic, that, okay. that kind of thing. Um, ammunitions, uh, different, different weapons that you can, that you can pick up as well. Mm. Like each class is going to have like a specific, you know, type of weapon that they use. Okay. A lot of the stuff that I show, you know, my socials, I'm mainly using just Serafina and mm. like testing out these different, you know, weapons, uh, with, with her character, just since I've already got her like pretty much all like set up. So a lot of those things, her main weapon is a harmonic sword is what I call it. It's just this buster sword that's mm. splits in the two, yeah. uh, two swords. So that's going to be like her main focal weapon. The weapon system for that and how I created that is that the offhand weapon, when it attaches based on what it is, mm-hmm. gives a different element. So yeah, like a flame sword, like short sword, when you combine them together, and then she's got like it just lights up and that's cool yeah i like that ability so i thought that was like kind of a cool aspect one of the things that i wanted to do with uh that was like yeah probably one of the the main things i did in the beginning i thought was really cool with that Mm -hmm. weapon design and then just kind of starting to branch out and do different things along that so each character kind of gets their own like little special uniqueness yeah you know one thing that comes to mind for me a part of Zelda in Breath of the Wild that I guess would say was controversial for a lot of players. Some of them loved it, some of them hated it, and some RPGs have leaned into it, and some of them have completely avoided it, is where the weapons break after a certain amount of time. Like, they take damage, and then they fall apart, and then you need to get a new one. Is that something that you want to bring in here, or no? (laughs) No, no, I think that's, I don't know, like... A little bit too in-depth, right? Yeah, that's a little too in-depth. I think the stuff that, 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 you know, those elements can be cool, mm-hmm. you know, you know, in, in, to a degree, but also then I think of God, what was it? Uh, dead Island. Okay. I think was one Yeah, I, that had it. And I remember playing that and just being like, dude, every like 10 seconds, my weapons breaking, yep. like, you know, this dumb. and then I'm running around zombies are eating my face off. Yep. And I'm like, yep. yeah, you know, I, it, it takes the enjoyment out of it. Mm. Uh, in that regard. So I don't think I'm going to lean into any, anything like that. Uh, kind of keep it straightforward. I guess the best way to describe it, because I, I think this is like one of the things I always have a hard time describing my game. A lot of people tell me that they get a lot of uh, near Automata vibes from it with the aspects. Some people have said Genshin and I never played it. And then I recently played it and was like, yeah, no. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no. I mean, Genshin's cool, but you know, the characters are cool and stuff like that, but I'm just like, I played it. I'm like, nah, nah yeah, we're not. Yeah. I would, you know, it's, it's just anime. Yeah. Looking, so yeah, that's probably but, the only parallel to draw. And I would say near, I could see that a little bit more for you. I started thinking like, um, as I was like, you know, as I'm developing it and stuff and I'm thinking about it and I'm like, I guess like, remember like star ocean vaguely and how that, you know, how that combat was like, you had at least like, I think you had three character party, mm-hmm. but it was like action. It was like an action, you know, action RPG, yeah. but with like with like a squad or you know, like a party system. Mm. So I'm starting to think like 
yeah, maybe I, you know, I'm kind of like leaning more into that. Okay. And I'm, you know, working on, you know, like where you can switch out the characters, like whatever character you can control. So, cause that was going to be my next question. Cause you were yeah. talking about the different characters. It's going to just be like mm -hmm. kind of a party system deal where you can swap. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's where I, yeah, I was going with it initially. Like I said, um, this game was really just going to be solo, like mm -hmm. Serafina story. Yeah. Um, but then just, posting content you know on on online and just sharing progress and stuff like that yeah you know like what i'm working on and uh, a lot of people especially on tiktok i mean that's been like tiktok and twitter have been the biggest ones for me every other uh social media hasn't really been that great but um a lot more engagement and so people when they started seeing me draw on these characters and they were like oh are these gonna be playable characters these gonna be playable characters mm -hmm. and at first, at first they weren't at first, but then at first they were gonna be bosses oh okay okay all right yeah so i was like when i first uh, was putting them together and i'm like i'm like okay everybody likes them a lot so you know i, I like to take feedback you know see mm -hmm. what works what doesn't work i've had some people say like hey can you maybe add an animation that does this mm -hmm. you know a specific thing i want sure i'll give it a shot and yeah. see if it looks cool so it, you know um, so are the bosses even bigger now than the original ones yeah okay. yeah the bosses are gonna be they're gonna be pretty pretty sweet okay um i've got some i got some ideas uh you know going with those uh those those characters being developed a lot of people have asked me especially uh voice actors because mm. i i do have a casting director and my main cast for the most part is already cast and Everybody that's that's on that's all the voice actors that are on awesome awesome people too. But um, some of the bosses will be cast at a later later time, <laughs> of course. I, I get asked a lot <laughs> about stuff like that, yeah. so it'll happen. <laughs> it's just you know there there'll be a tweet or something, yeah. You know when, when that happens. But yeah, I started diving into one of the aspects since it is like such a cool environment heavy world that I was creating, and the idea was more aesthetics like with the world environment mm. i started thinking about how i'm going to traverse the area if you're just going to be running around on foot uh so there will be actually mechs oh that you can like ride around yeah yep okay as far as like combat mech stuff yet i haven't really decided on that i think maybe saw diver too mm. <laughs> save it for <laughs> we'll, the we'll future yep. yeah maybe we'll dive into that later but uh yeah so i'm 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 working on getting some uh some cool looking like mechs i've already got like some stuff that i've you know made before and, uh you'll be fighting those uh you know as well so i'd imagine multiplayer is a little bit of a stretch for you just because there's a lot of technicality stuff that comes in to play there yeah. but what about something like couch co-op that kind of deal where two people can kind of get in there and play together that's something that's been coming pretty popular lately so is it something you've considered at this point or no yeah i haven't really thought about uh doing any you know couch couch co-op uh, aspect to it because mm -hmm. i would have to think about how that would yeah in your game i don't know yeah you know especially if you have like a if you have like a three-party squad because mm -hmm. then you it would basically be like if you were playing nhl hockey with you know only three players yeah. you know and then each guy's got to switch to the other one yeah so. no that's true that's so a great, might be a little might be a little difficult. Okay, break down exactly how they can impact the environment around them. Is that something that's going to be part of this game? Where like when you're in combat, all of a sudden you destroy a building next to you, and that building you know is destroyed oh, from okay. that point on. Things like that, or like you're I don't know scorched earth, and then it stays that way, or you break a cliffside, things like that. So in destructive environment, that is something that I have been thinking about mm -hmm. implementing uh, to some degrees. I know. Because a lot of the stuff with 
that I want to do is very environmental based. Yeah. Uh, so there's going to be like, for instance, like, you know, like a boss fight or something. It's going to be, you're fighting it, you're fighting this boss, but then all of a sudden there's some sort of environmental aspect. That's also, you got a challenge for you as okay. well. You know, like say like the, I don't know, like you're in an ice cave or something and ice just comes shooting out of the ground and you're like trying to dodge this stuff, but also fight like this crazy person. So um, it is something I thought about. Uh, just haven't really dove too much into it just yet. As a solo developer, you know, you got to focus on the key aspects yeah. of the game first. So for you at this point, you know, you're still pretty early. Have you even considered kind of when you might get to that finish line yet, or you're just kind of focused on building elements of the game right now? Yeah, I would love to say that I had a, a finish date mm. <laughs> of some of some point. Right now, I'm primarily focused on getting a small demo together yeah. that I'm hoping, if everything goes well, uh, have out by the end of this year sometime, which I'm going to be part of my Patreons. Uh, that's one of the things they'll get uh, as a reward is like early access to uh, to that before, you know, it goes out to anybody else. Mm -hmm. um, I had set up a, an itch page as well, which has nothing on it, <laughs> I think, other than just like a, a banner image. That's about it. But uh, that's probably where I'm going to launch it first. Okay. What and just, you know, kind of get feedback that way. And publisher, I'd imagine you haven't got one yet, correct? No, I don't have any publishers yet. Okay. To be honest, it's kind of scary. Yeah. <laughs> I was, you know, it's interesting because a developer I recently talked to, they got their publisher extremely early in development, like oh, almost wow. at the very beginning. And their theory was you get it earlier, you can market earlier, and they can answer the questions that you didn't even know you had yet. And they can bring like more knowledge to the to your project than you were ready to see at that point, I guess, is the way you can word it. Um, which, you know, other developers can have disagreed with that, where they'll say, you know, your publishers will start to interfere with how the game is looking, how it's going to look, kind of the final product, things like that. They can push a lot mm -hmm. of feedback. So I think, you know, it's good and it's bad at the same time. It just really depends on the publisher you get and kind of how much they want to, how much they want to be a part of the project because- yeah. A lot of developers wait to the very last second because then they can't really have any feedback to give on the project itself. So is it, are you going to get a publisher or you'd want to try to do it on your own or kind of, have you even thought about that yet? No, no idea yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like I've had publishers reach out to me, had quite a bit. Oh, I'm sure. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, that have expressed interest or asked me if I'm looking, mm. um, but that's kind of a whole new realm yeah. for me as far as, as far as that goes. So I've, I've actually talked to some of my other uh, dev friends mm. that are more experienced with that that sort of thing. So my biggest thing is like, I guess my biggest takeaway is that I have to like probably hit up my buddy that's like a lawyer <laughs> just to like Wouldn't be able be to go idea, over stuff yeah. to cover, you know, mm. to cover myself yeah. because I don't want to get screwed over. I'm already broke. I don't need to get more broke. It's, very, it's a very good look, outlook on it. Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah, so so that, that's the kind of thing I, you know, I I don't really it's kind of like, oh, thanks. You know, I appreciate mm. your interest, but yep. you know, I don't know more right now. <laughs> well, of, you, you're still early right now, too. I mean, you're still flushing out the world, so at this point, I don't think it makes sense anyway, but, you know, yeah. to each developer their own, I, I you know, I would definitely understand a developer wants to get it early, but I think you're you're fine not worrying about it at this point. What about, so with game developers, 
I like to throw this one in there just because it's a very broad question. So pinning down an answer can be hard at times, but when it comes to the industry itself, right? This is your first game you've developed, but if there was something in the industry that you could pinpoint as say, as a negative element within it, you know, there's toxicity in player and fan bases, there's, we'd mentioned publishers at this point, there's, there's funding for games, there's burnout, which you brought up earlier, you know, there's so many different things. Yeah. I would say, you know, the team element of development, but you are a solo developer, so you don't have to necessarily worry about that quite yet. But what's something that you see, it just pops out and you're just like, this is something that we need to look at as developers. Yeah. I mean, like uh, a lot of the stuff that you listed off, you know, it almost makes it sound like it's like a horrible yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> we got toxicity yeah. here and everything. Yep. Um, you know, like, uh, I mean, I, I would say like, just probably... To be honest, like in you know inclusion, mm. I guess with everybody. You know, I'm 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 always like big on like like people, mm. like just I don't know people being genuine and stuff like that, and like accepting and and everything. So I think like the I guess like you know like the the bro mentality mm. of you know like hey this is a boys game or something. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that kind of old element, I think is it's just like toxic and it does nothing for the for the industry because there's a lot of there's a lot of awesome developers that are females yeah uh that i that i've met um you know just making you know making this and making connections and just Dude, they're better than me <laughs> like yep uh i always think back i don't know I, it was like probably when they were doing like halo tournaments back in the day mm-hmm. or whatever and i think like there was like some girl that it was like you know like won everything yep. and she was like the best like halo player and i always think about that and it's like i don't understand why people think that's you know negative sorry my cat is like meowing like crazy if you can hear him i, I can hear him yeah <laughs> it's okay mine's somewhere around here i think he's yeah. sleeping still so he's having a lazy morning for once yeah. Sometimes when I do interviews, he'll like, you'll hear like little bells ringing in the background. He's messing with shit or he'll fuck with my couch right across from me. And you'll just hear like tearing behind <laughs> me and he's just staring at me like, what are yeah. you going to do right now? So I, yeah. I get it yeah. completely. But yeah, no, I think, I think you're completely right. I mean, inclusion in the industry, I think is something that people have been struggling with for the last, like, it's been a topic a major topic for the last like five years. It's been like the lawsuits within major industries, even yeah. even the thing more recently with um I think the story broke like middle of last week with uh, the Jedi Fallen Order developers where I guess initially they were trying to pitch Cal Kestis. I think they wanted him as either female or they they didn't want him to be white. And I guess the the main exec shot that down. And it's just there's a lot of there's a lot of nuance to it all. There's a lot of yeah. things that could be fixed that it's sad but i think the only thing that will really fix it is just time you know there's a lot of smaller developers out there smaller teams out there younger developers out there that have that mentality and i think over time they'll be able to kind of move into those larger scale positions and and companies and i think at that point things will start to change but at this point i just you know you have your execs, you have your large-scale devs, and I don't think there's much that's going to change that. Yeah, I, I think sometimes that's kind of like where the you know the problem is, is because you got people at the top mm. pushing down on uh, you know down the pipeline yeah. and everything like that. So like it just sometimes they just are stuck in an old mentality, and that just you know yep. trickles down throughout the company, um, and then you you've got people like who are like no. <laughs> <laughs> And then that's not what we want to do. Yep. Uh, 
you know, like, I mean, just in, in, I guess just in general too, like from comments and stuff that I've got Mm. just from my game. Um, I've had some people ask me, uh, early on, you know, like, is there going to be a guy? Is there going to be a guy in this game? Really? Yeah. And I was just, and I'm like, no, (laughs) yeah, there, I mean, eventually, but I'm, you know, like, why does it matter? Yeah. That's surprising to (laughs) me, but I guess social media is the wild west. So I I guess, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And I don't know. It's, it's, there's just a lot of weird stuff. Yeah. You know, like there's a lot of interesting stigmas over, like, especially, you know, I guess just like with the industry too, like, you know, there's always the over sexualization of characters and stuff like that too. Um, and I mean, that's something that I've never been really like, I don't know, big on Mm -hmm. like doing just for the sake, just for the sake of it. Yeah. Um, you know, like I think certain characters can be that way if it actually fits their character and it's not just, yeah. It's not just the aesthetic thrown on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. Just like a girl running around in high heels with like a bikini on fighting dragons or something like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just no, for I, the heck of it to appeal to young kids or you know dudes and stuff. I was gonna say because a lot of the industry, I think, over the last decade, and the reason they lean into like, I guess, the only way to say it would be like white guys. That's really what the industry's leaned into for the last like decade is because from a marketing standpoint, that's kind of who they were selling to for a long time, and that market's really evolved over time, yeah. and they just haven't. I don't think a lot of large scale developers and marketers have really realized that yet, but the market is so much more diverse at this point. And it's just like, like we talked about, they're, they're slow. You need to catch up to the curve yeah. at that point. So, and that's something that time I think will definitely fix, but. Oh yeah, for sure. <clears throat> like, I mean, I'm starting to see, especially, well, especially in the indie scene, which is cool because I think with the indie developers, they really get to, we really get to put our passion and yeah. what we care about into the game mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, stuff that we create environmental stuff is something that I, you know, save the planet, that kind of thing. Cause I, that's kind of where a lot of this comes from mm-hmm. too, uh, with the whole like solar punk aspect yeah. uh, of it. Um, I think that would, you know, that's the way we should go, but you know, mm-hmm. yep. Yep. <laughs> um, it's just, I don't know. Like I've got friends, you know, that are, you know, that are really diving into different, you know, different aspects that you don't normally see, like, you know, inc- you know, inclusion of like, you know, people of color, mm. um, you know, as, as main characters and things like that too, yep. which is, you know, is awesome. Um, that's why I like with a lot of the characters I've created, not all of them are just white dudes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> or, or ladies or, or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, they're, you know, I got, I got some, uh, Got some different aspects of it. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. The indie market, it's it's a really major part of the industry now more than it's ever been. Because I think with AAA titles at this point, a lot of them are, I would, I don't know if I would say scared, but a lot of them are, they're stuck in the mold they've been in for the last 15 years. Something like, I guess the most, the easiest thing to put as a comparison would be Call of Duty. They, they have their formula and they can't really yeah. deviate from that formula because people are so used to it at this point. And there's a lot of developers as a whole that have that. And in the indie mm-hmm. market, you don't have to worry about that. You can make whatever you want and yeah. it's much more creatively driven. So I think those two elements together, you know, you have major companies that can't really change what they're developing just because unfortunately player feedback is so negative towards that at this point that they feel like it would just hit their bottom line too much so i never realized it until i started interviewing devs but there's a lot of a lot of politics that goes into game development 
It's just yeah. it's just one of those weird things. Yeah, it's I, I that's why I, I like the I just like where I'm at. Yeah, I mean I would I would don't worry, I would love to have a team mm. because I mean some days I'm just like oh my gosh. <laughs> do you <laughs> little, do you want to go solo the whole way or you you want to bring people in? Um, I wouldn't mind bringing you know people in because I I feel like like I'm you know I can I'm good at, you know doing certain things yeah. but for my overall vision there's somebody better that could, you know, maybe someone that's a better like modeler, um, you know, or I don't know, concept artist or something, you know, like, Mm. you know, stuff like that. Like I wouldn't mind working with those people. Yeah. Um, It's just, it, that aspect is a little bit tricky to navigate when you don't really have the funds to hire somebody in, Yeah. you know, that's, and I've, I've worked with like, or had some people come in uh, before to do some stuff, uh, but it just kind of, didn't work like they just disappeared or didn't work out because time schedules that's, yep. so that's always a big thing <clears throat> one thing that comes to mind when you develop this game are you making it currently with controllers in mind or no oh yeah okay cool because yeah. i know usually if you start out you want to start by making your game controller compatible otherwise it's a nightmare to go back and and rework everything so so that makes yeah. a lot of sense okay is there any yeah, so, yeah i've got it both ways i mean i've actually already got xbox controller plug <laughs> nice nice all right yeah is there anything you kind of want to touch on with the game itself where we kind of wrap things up like the characters or the environment or like a, a specific thing that we missed or anything like that we've covered a lot uh about it um i mean the, i guess like the biggest thing because like i i you know talk to you in dms mm-hmm. or whatever yeah uh, about it is uh, uh for me personally like i don't think i'm like some sort of inspiration to people mm-hmm. but I like talking about my situation yeah. uh, with anxiety and stuff. Mm. Um, that's for me, that's, th- this has been the best experience is developing this. It's actually like helped me uh, to a degree to like center and ground myself. Yeah. I'm um, just sitting here on my computer, you know, making crazy things and it's really helped. Uh, I think there's a lot of, a lot of technology and, and stuff that you can use to really help in like aspects like this. Mm. Uh, Cause early on uh, with my, in- my anxiety issues, what ended up happening was like, I have a hard time talking if I start having like a panic attack or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, so I actually found a way to make Serafina a, a VTuber because I wanted, I was making stuff, but I, I was having a hard time expressing and like talking about that. Like, yeah. So I, so I turned her into a VTuber and initially she just had some random AI voice that I liked. And that's cool. And it was to me, I think, and maybe other developers that, you know, watch this or anything, or people get into the game that that's actually kind of a really cool way to actually develop your character. I found, uh, because you're acting as the character. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so that it was a, I think a really cool aspect. Um, and it's given me a lot of respect and everything for people in the, the VTuber realm mm-hmm. as well. So that is kind of a, I guess a part of this game too, mm-hmm. like, to some degree. And I, um, I had mentioned it like in the past, but at some point I would like to somehow incorporate that maybe in the future, like maybe in, you know, future iterations of the game or so, or maybe even something different, Yeah, you know, next project kind of thing where it's like, you know, giving back to like the VTuber community that kind of it helped me out a lot too. 
You know, when we were mentioning, you know, that development really kind of helped with anxiety and things like that. Something that came to mind for me was that I, I guess when you said it, I was like, well, developing a game can, you know, there's a lot of stress factors to it. As, as a whole, especially when you're kind of, I guess you're trying to create this world and then you get closer to launch and then you're worrying about bugs and things like that. So there's a lot of layers to it that could be construed as, as stressful. But for you, none of that, none of that is a thing. It's just, it's super therapeutic, stuff like that. Yeah, it's weird. It's like, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of like the guy that, you know, paints like, or that would paint like little D&D minis or something like that and find that you know, like I could just sit there and just be like doing it all day and that, you know, okay. it's not. Actually. So I don't know. It's like when I get behind the computer, like my computer and I'm like, all right, I'm going to start drawing something. I'm going to, you know, I'm start working on, you know, yeah. aspects of it. Sure. There's, there's times where my wife hears me being like, what the yeah. fuck? you know, why <laughs> yeah. isn't this working? Yep. You get all mad. And then she's like, oh, well, you'll figure it out. You always figure it out. And I'm like, yeah. And it takes like, you know, a couple minutes. And the next thing you know, I'm like, oh, I'm screaming because <laughs> it's like, it works. Yep. <laughs> like um i don't know like the whole just this whole thing uh, has been very um yeah has been very therapeutic for me mm-hmm. and i think it's like almost like because of my issues and how i created the character and, and basically acted as the character and stuff like that it's like really like tied me like into the you know yeah into this like it's a it's like a really important thing for me because it's almost like so weird it's almost like she's my child <laughs> you know like you're like you're like we're, we're friends yeah. we have like, well i mean you've been developing this game for yeah. a while at this point so i yeah. i do get that because a lot of developers all your free time is is your game is your development yeah. your characters and all of a sudden it's just like you have this really major tie to those characters so i i completely get that that's going to be if you bring people in it's going to be a problem kind of letting go of that child then to let them work on aspects of it that's for sure you know uh my writer jenna she's doing she's doing good work that's true uh, you do have a writer so i guess it yeah, is yeah, yeah. So we, we we will you know they'll write stuff and then mm-hmm. you know i'll check it out and be like yeah, that's good. That's you know, I, I like that. I like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, I'm always open to new ideas, you know, new fresh ideas and stuff like that. Even though they are my my, my children, <laughs> <laughs> my virtual children. Yeah. Well, that's really all the questions I had. I you know what the game looks looks really cool. I think awesome. the struggle for me with the interview when I f- first started researching all the questions was that I just. I couldn't find any like press kits and stuff like that. And I was like, well, how am I going to dive into certain aspects of the game? And then I was like, you know what? Let's just keep it broad this time. So I think we really dive into a lot of really cool stuff. So I'm, I'm excited. I can't wait to see kind of what this year has in store for you. I guess one really quick other thing outside of the demo, do you have any other like what what does your schedule look like for the rest of 2022 in terms of development? So um, big thing right now uh, that's been this will be like the, the kind of stressful thing right now past like month or whatever. Mm. Um, I've been working on pitch the pitch a game on Twitter. Okay. Uh, the contest is starts up June 6th mm. uh, where you sit where all the indie devs, we submit our games uh, as a pit, like we pitch our games. Yeah. Um, and they 
they go through and then they figure out who's got the best pitches. And um, I entered last year. Uh, I think I think I was just I just happened to be on Twitter and then I saw the thing and it said hey it started today and I was like oh crap and I was like are you making like a just like a quick little video anyway yeah so I posted that out that's my pinned comment on Twitter okay um, uh, and uh, uh, so they they do it I think twice a year so they they got June sixth I think there's one in like November but uh, which is really cool is that. They get some sponsors and stuff like that too. That I think last year they had like some cash prizes and stuff for uh, some of the you know top top people. Okay. I hope I, I I landed middle of the pack last year, so I think that's pretty good out of thirteen hundred. Yeah. Or so. Yeah, that's really good. So you know I was kind of surprised to be honest because I don't know. um but yeah that's that's the biggest thing i'm working on right now um and getting that getting that piece all together i've got more uh announcement trailers that i'm doing okay uh for different characters for the voice actors um and as far as like actual like development stuff i started more recently uh reworking uh and diving into the health and damage system okay um uh, like I said, like I, I don't have a traditional setup. I don't have a traditional HUD. I don't have a on-screen static health bar at all times. Mm. Um, and how it's set up is that uh, Gabriel will like send out notification, like let let the player know um, when you're at certain health levels and things like that. Okay. But I wanted to add in uh, more elements visually yeah. uh, to that. So I'm exploring like making uh, armor, you know, pieces fly off. Like, what was that game? Fighting Vipers, I think back in the day. I'm not sure. It was like some, it was like some, it was like a uh, virtual fighter type of game where stuff flies off. Okay, you know, yeah. They get, get beat up. So I started working on, you know, some stuff like that and exploring some different ideas to make it as accessible to everybody yeah. uh, as possible. So it's not just all audio because if somebody's deaf and they're playing it then then you know yeah it's not gonna um, work yeah it's not gonna work but i mean close captioning and stuff like that but i'm also gonna add in a lot more uh little visual effects without cluttering up the screen that was my biggest thing mm-hmm.